Shout out my girl Marissa for keeping a nigga fresh, you dig? I'm shouting out Marissa Mendez right now. She knew me for like 10 years. And Marissa, yeah, she was right on the money. Marissa, Marissa Mendez is here. Oh, oh shit. Damn. Marissa. This is Marissa right here. This is the reason why I'm flyer than all you niggas. <laughs> Thanks, too. You understand? This is my dude. This is Marissa, man. It's Taylor Gang and Don. We don't even got to say shit because Marissa explains it all. And you do know that. I, they're not. Hello. Um. Yeah, here we are, everyone. Welcome. What's cracking? This is Marissa Explains It All, and if I even tried... Oh, did you just... You said you looked on the thing. Do you know what episode this would be if we were going still in order? No. Yeah, same. Um, I would estimate in the one... <laughs> just, mm, well, okay, I remember 153 was in April of 2020. Oh, we're on episode 164, guys. Holla. Thank you, everyone. Um, okay. So, so who are we? Who are um, you? That's, it's a good question. And what is this? That is really good to know. Um, I'm Marissa. I am the host of What Was Marissa Explains It All. And this is... Joyce. And I am just here to to banter. <laughs> I'm here for a good time. Not a long time. Are you still going by maybe Joyce at all or not necessarily? I think it depends on my mood. Sometimes it's me and sometimes it's not. Sometimes it might not be. I went in the founding mothers for Maddie Land, I named you Maybe Joyce. So did you ever scan the QR code and like read your name in it? No. I didn't even know that that was an option. Yeah, it's still around. I have the QR codes upstairs. I want to read about me. Yeah. Well, it literally just said your name. It just said, oh. before you disperse the waiting area, please take time to honor our founding mothers, Silly Whim, Miss Noodle Doodles, Tink, Cheetah Bee, Maybe Joyce. It's uh, Violet and Veruca, and um, Clarissa Darling, Mary Poppins, and me. And what is this for? <laughs> <laughs> so Joyce and I decided to get together to obviously record an update episode as we did last May. And we are now two years since our last official episode, which was August 2020. And as we sat here for the last five minutes discussing what we would discuss... Joyce suggested I open up discussing my most recent birthday because it was fire as fuck. I found that to be narcissistic. Why start off discussing my birthday when there's been so many life changes? But then Joyce said that I am narcissistic. And, and it's then, on brand and in the voice of Marissa Mendez. That tracks. <laughs> that does track. That definitely tracks. However, I will say I'm not narcissistic. I'm autistic difference and I mean I still do love myself immensely and I love all things related to me but I think that could be like a Leo trait as well as a special interest which I've learned about in autism which means exactly what it sounds like we have we develop a special interest in certain things and then obsess over them forever and I believe I am my own special interest which all right tracks. so back it up yeah did we ever talk about autism? autism we did not so that was something I just revealed. So as you guys may or may not have known, I mean, some of you may even be new listeners here. So as of the episode last time in May, I discussed, probably, I honestly don't know, that I had been dealing with stomach issues for a few months. My health journey began in really after I caught COVID in October 2020. It was a brief bout 
but within two months, my skin composition had changed. I don't know how other how else to describe it. It became like squishy, I guess, and more stretchy. And my breast implants, well, I had a lift with a very small implant, smaller than the size of my breast even. Um, the lift and implant completely like bottomed out essentially and became fully saggy again, no longer like upright, hard, pretty titties, but just like some saggy tube socks like they used to be. In some pictures, they can still look pretty okay because the implant is still kind of floating around, so depending on how it's propped up. But so that was the first sign that something was wrong. And then about a couple weeks after that, I started having nonstop bloating and stomach issues by January 21, I would say. So between January and July of 21, I went underwent like a billion trillion tests. I had a colonoscopy, an endoscopy, multiple ultrasounds, an MRI, um, allergy tests. I had everything I could think of. The only result was a stomach issue called SIBO, but that didn't, I mean, I guess it sort of seemed to answer something, but not really. Oh, so now we've decided that you don't have SIBO. I mean, I guess I did, but the stomach issues go went away a year later after going to the chiropractor. So I don't know what the hell's mixed in with what. At this point, I just gave up trying to figure that part out. But um, so by the summertime, as I continued to research and continue to research, I had landed on Ehlers-Danlos as a possible scenario for what was going on. Ehlers-Danlos is an autoimmune disorder, I guess you call that. And there are 14 subtypes. The one that I most identified with is hypermobile. And so essentially it's just a joint connectivity issue and like your muscle, mus, muscle skeletal, muscular, skeletal, muscular system. Yeah, that. Um, it's like two words though, musculoskeletal or some shit. Anyway, it's about all that shit. And so for me, what it really just means is that, you know, I have loose ass joints and um, stretchy skin and all the traits kind of matched me. I was born with flat feet. I could bend over and put my palms flat on the floor. I could bend my thumbs back to my arm. I, I do all the party tricks. Everything just kind of made sense. And so... Oh, yes, because you've always said you could lick your damn elbow. Exactly. <laughs> that so tracks. It turns out it's because <laughs> I have Ehlers-Danlos. So I discovered that, let's say, about June of 21. And in July of 21, I was with Zoms, and we were out in Venice Beach for his birthday. And for absolutely no reason at all, I just randomly thought about the fact that I can never hang any photos up in a straight line or paste anything down in a straight line or anything straight ever in life, right? Even if I have a ruler, even if I mark the spot, I still can't fucking do it. So I decided in that moment to Google if there's like if that's like a common trait between people, perhaps like an equilibrium issue or some shit like that. Or like an OCD type exactly. of situation. So upon Googling it, it told me the first thing was that that is a common sign of autism or common trait of autism. And I was like, ah, that's interesting. I'm definitely not autistic, but I'll read more about this. And I will never forget like where I was on the boardwalk and whatever, well, not even the boardwalk, whatever you guys call that. It's not the a boardwalk. boardwalk. Yeah, it's right. literally it still, called okay. the boardwalk. Well, then the boardwalk. So I remember where I was on the boardwalk and what I was looking at and just the way that it was like this. Like an epiphany? Yeah. Like it just like circled my brain, my head. Like it was just like, oh shit. But it wasn't like a nice epiphany. It was almost like a, was my life all a lie epiphany kind of thing. It was really mm. interesting to read. 
um, just about, you know, meltdowns from sensory issues, particularly in your childhood, and remembering how it was always the running joke in my family that if syrup or jelly touched me, I would literally lose my mind. And if I had to um, put jelly on a bagel, I would cover it with, I would cover the knife with a napkin. Um, if there was a substitute teacher or any sort of change, they would have to bring in the principal and my mom and like the whole squad to make sure that I could adjust properly to the sub. Um, but you know, it happens that apparently women go undiagnosed a lot more often because whenever they studied autism way back in the day, it was only how it affects little boys. And so the criteria was really catered to them and it made sense how I was able to mask and go under the radar for quite some time, being a bright child, being a self-sufficient child, and having a younger brother who um, is neurodivergent. He has ADHD and has been diagnosed since childhood on that. So he was a lot more of um, an issue for my parents. So I was really left to my own devices. And um, so finding all that out, I was like, I don't know if I could really be autistic. I can like hold a conversation and you know, I'm going based on all the stereotypes that we know of autism and I can look people in the eye even though it's really fucking uncomfortable and if you look back at like interviews, you know, Ebro one time asked like, why are you looking above me? <laughs> I was like, I don't know. <laughs> and turns out it's because I can't make eye contact. But so I preface that with the Ehlers-Danlos situation because um, as I researched more, I found out that autism is a comorbidity of Ehlers-Danlos, which means it's often diagnosed together as well as many other things, ADHD, um, POTS, which I'm still not quite sure what that is, but I apparently have that as well. Um, dysautonomia, might be pronouncing that wrong. I tend to pronounce things wrong, but that's another thing of it. Mast cell activation is another comorbidity of Ehlers-Danlos. I do not have mast cell activation, thankfully. But so, um, yeah, so discovered that last summer, self-diagnosed because everything really, 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 really resonated with me. And now a year later, on July 29th, two days after my fantabulous birthday, I found, well, I had been found a super specialist out here. Ehlers-Danlos is very rare and very hard. It is very rare. Very rare. Oh, I didn't very, know that. Very hard to find doctors that understand it because for all intents and purposes, especially if you have hypermobile, that is the one that you can blood test for. I blood tested for all the other ones. I don't have those genes, but... You cannot blood test for hypermobile Ehlers-Danlos, and all your test results nine out of ten times are going to come back okay. But you're going to have joint pain all over your body. You're going to have all different types of things, and I am definitely combing over a lot of the details. But at one point this year, when I started going to a chiropractor before I was sure that I had Ehlers-Danlos and I was still trying to get stomach issue relief, um, it made my joints so unstable that from May to early July, I was having involuntary movements all day, every day. It looked like stretches and like I was just kind of like moving my arms around in a circle and my hips around in a circle and my neck around in a circle, but I was not stretching and they were not voluntary. It was- It was like spasms? It wasn't spasms because it didn't go like hard. It was like- Like waves? Yes, it was like a wave. And, it, and I, that's how I described it. Like it was like a wave in my body. And for the first couple of weeks, I would have to give in to the wave. Mm. But once I gave in, like I didn't even have to think my body would just do its own directions. It would put my arms straight up in the air, tilt it at a particular angle, move my, my hips. Like it would tilt, bend me over. Like it was really intense. But then after a while, it started doing it involuntarily and waking me up in the middle of the night and going for four, five, six hours. 
and um, I went to the ER on the 4th of July because I was driving and it started feeling like I was tilting forward in my body and that my spine was dipping so low that it was like making me out of breath and my movements were not stopping and I went to the hospital they told me I'm fatigued and I should take Tylenol for my back pain that I told them I didn't have pain I'm just unstable and um, so that was really an invalidating experience and in the discharge papers the doctor wrote that my movements were voluntary and he also suggested I see a neurologist for them but did not even put in a referral to a neurologist within the UCLA system. So big fuck you to UCLA. They also took my photo, you know. Oh my gosh, <laughs> this is ridiculous. <laughs> they took my photo to, you know, to attach to my chart. And of course I was like in the middle of crying because I was in the ER. No, that photo <laughs> was pure disrespectful. Oh my and goodness. And then they updated it to the actual app of my chart and now... So when I load that, because I'm in the UCLA network, that's where my primary care is. And so when I loaded it, like the next day, there was just me really sad crying <laughs> as my main photo. So also fuck you guys for that. But um, so anyway, July 29th, I found a specialist who, um, well, I went to a specialist, Dr. Tina Wang in Upland, California. If anyone is listening to this that, that suffers from Ehlers-Danlos or believes they are or autism or any of the things. Um, she is out of network, so I paid a shit ton of money to get um, diagnosed. And also, her autism diagnosis will not go in like my official paperwork or anything. I'd have to then take her referral to like a psychiatrist that could put it in like, I don't know how that system works, but I'm not- Why do you need that? I don't, I don't need that. So okay. I, I'm not gonna do that. But if people need work accommodations, mm, then they would need that. So I see. that's, and that's also a pretty penny. It's a, they, I, from what I read, it's about $2,000 for those um, uh, assessments. And it's really hit or miss. You'd have to find a doctor that believes that older women can be autistic. There's a lot of them that don't even believe in that shit. They don't, if they, if you can hold a conversation with them, they don't believe you're autistic. So it's a really invalidating experience. Um, so I do tell everyone, and from what I read in all the autism communities I'm now a part of, like a self-diagnosis is absolutely valid. If you resonate with those things, then you're able to cater your life towards those things and a lot of things will make sense for you. So much made sense for me as far as just why some interactions don't work the way that I thought they did or why some people said that, you know, my facial expressions were so messed up that we have an issue and I didn't even know I was making facial expressions, all those kind of things. But um, so Dr. Tina Wang, after speaking with her, she diagnosed me officially with hypermobile Ehlers-Danlos and she does a series of like actual tests and measurements and stuff for that. Um, with autism, she said, I do, she does not believe I have ADHD. I actually believe my ADHD brother has autism as well that was undiagnosed, but um, I'm not a doctor, so I'm not gonna push that on him, but I really do believe that. Have you had the conversation with him? I don't think it's really or your worth it. Yeah, with my mom. My mom was like, you think that I didn't take him to all the doctors when he was a camera? So like she took it as offensive, like she missed something. And I'm like, girl, you are autistic too. I don't know, you, she missed that too. But um, you know, doctors can miss shit back in the day. That's not her fucking fault. That would be the doctor's fault, you know? And I'm like, you obviously missed my own diagnosis. So girl, <laughs> clearly you weren't, you know, all there for it. And then my damn father had the nerve to be like, oh yeah, I know I've worked with autistic kids since the seventies. This motherfucker did one summer camp in 1970 
with autistic kids, and that is his definition of I've worked ah, with autistic typical kids. Glenn. This Wait, so then was he, was he surprised or he was like, oh, I no, know. No, he said, he goes, I know. And I'm like, you don't know shit because we would have went and got. My mom said that when she was trying to get the DX for my brother as a kid, that my father was denying any of it. It was like, he's just a boy. He's just a boy. Like, my dad wouldn't even, like, yeah. acknowledge. And my the same fucking person, I'm going to skip around for a second and get right back to it. I started seeing a sexual trauma therapist in this last year as well called a sexologist. Shout out to Debbie because that was who um, recommended that, Debbie Brown. And um, so we talked about how when I was five years old and I slept over this the neighbor's house, she was eight, and she was always... My parents talked shit about her then. I remember that specifically. They always said, like, she's kind of a weird kid or whatever. And when I slept over and she did some weird shit in the middle of the night, she, like, put flashlights on our vaginas and... Oh, fuck. Yeah, and she was like, oh, this feels good. And I was like, whoa. And I dipped out and I ran back to my apartment and I woke my parents up in the middle of the night and they were pissed off at me for waking them up. And Did you tell them? No. Specifics? No, because no. I thought they were going to be worried about me waking them up and, like, embrace me. Like, oh, my God, what happened? Why are yeah. you home? And because they had such a negative reaction to me waking them up, mm-hmm. like, I annoyed them. I kept it to myself and never said anything. So, fast forward. I, I mean, at this point, I've kind of come to, you know, terms with all that shit or whatever. But I mentioned it to... Also, sorry, I didn't give a trigger warning on that. Um, sorry, guys. Um, I mentioned it to my father on the phone, not about exactly what happened, but I was like, do you remember our neighbor, Karen? Um, Fuck you, you, Karen. Right. I was like, do you remember her last name? And he was like, oh yeah, that girl was touched. She was touched. And I was like, what do you mean by that? And he was like, she was definitely sexually abused for sure. For sure. That's why we never wanted, you know, never let you go over there much. I'm like, you You literally literally let let me go over there. You let me sleep at her house, which is where the day. And he was like... Oh, okay. And, like, literally change the subject, bro. This man, fucking Glenn, bro. But anyway, I'm going to back it up. So that was just a super sidebar, but that's my father. Um, but so Dr. Tina Wang diagnosed me with um, autism, Ehlers-Danlos hypermobile, or hypermobile Ehlers-Danlos POTS, which is something about, like, your blood pressure and something else. Not blood. I can actually Google it because that's what the internet is for, right? Isn't it crazy though how you do have the internet to be able to read all of this information and it's like almost un- too much though? Yeah, but imagine not having anything and like people. I feel like back in the day would be like you're possessed or like all these horrible things. Especially I, like if you're like having movements? body movements, Bro, like it looked like possession. And I feel like all of these like scientific diagnoses and stuff can explain so much supernatural activity that people like put into the world but i also believe in there is a supernatural side to some of these things or whatever but like only a portion of it and then other parts are science because like all the everyone i was seeing up until dr tina was like it's just energy trying to release from your body i'm like okay there needs to be a more concise right i'm like where yeah that and like and there because you know i I saw an osteopath who's obviously an actual real doctor but he also that's a bone doctor yeah and he also he's an um he practices manipulative medicine which is what a chiropractor does, but instead of cracking you, he can manually move your bones. And he also does acupuncture, so he obviously believes in, like, Chinese medicine and whatever our shit is called. And, but so he believed that, based on all my traumas and stuff, that a lot of it was, like, my traumas trying to, like, exit my body and everything. And I'm like, I get that, because I did have a lot of traumas that I clearly buried. And I, I also believe 
that my awakening in 2020, that the episode 153. It's like a purge um, for all of this to come out. Yes, and I also believe it was me realizing I was autistic without having the words to explain that to myself until the next summer. But yeah, so he believed it was energy, but I'm like, like yeah, but I think there's also science happening. Anyway, so POTS is symptoms related to the reduced blood volume that occurs when standing up. The syndrome is usually triggered when a person stands up after lying down. Sounds like vertigo. Essentially, yeah. You, it, symptoms include lightheadedness, fainting, and rapid heartbeat, which are relieved by lying down again. I don't really resonate with that. I mean, sometimes I get heart palpitations, but apparently I have POTS. And then I also have the dysautonomia shit, which I mentioned earlier, and I don't know exactly what that is either, which is an autonomic, autonomic, fuck, whatever that word is, dysfunction, in which the autonomic, is that the word? It's not autonomic, right? Autonomic? Autonomic. Autonomic. (laughs) I'm smart, I promise. Autonomic nervous system does not work properly. This may affect the functioning of the heart, bladder, intestines, sweat glands, pupils, and blood vessels. It has many causes, not all of which may be classified as neuropathic. A number of conditions can feature dis... What did you say it was? Auto. Autonomic. Autonomic. So dis... Autonomia? Dysautonomia? Dysautonomia. Dysautonomia. Um, Anyway, it can feature that, such as Parkinson's, multiple system atrophy, dementia with whatever, Ehlers-Danlos, blah, 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 blah. So I have all those really fun things. Um... What? Oh, was it right? I'm looking at the... Pronunciation. The phonetic? Yeah. Wait. Mimic. What? Autonomic. Autonomic. Yeah. Autonomic. Autonomic. Is that what we were saying? Yes. Okay, cool. So that. Disaut... Dis... What? Why won't this stick with me? Dis... Autonomic. Disautonomic. So dis... Exactly. And I feel like 
it makes so much sense, especially because I feel like I know you pretty well and I know like the things that you like and the things that you don't like. The colors, very yeah. yeah, the very simple foods. And like <laughs> even when you, like the substitute teacher thing, you've mentioned that on the podcast and like you get very invested in certain topics <laughs> for a really My long time. Interest, time yeah. Yeah. Set, Wayne. And you <laughs> <Typically> know people <laughs> I think like you like all of it makes a lot of sense. And I think it also like this is like a good conversation to have just to like like there's so much stigma around Absolutely. these types of topics and a lot of people have a really poor understanding or very limited or a negative understanding. I think we think of the Rain Man, Dustin Hoffman, when we hear autism or I don't even know if you ever saw that. It's way before your time. What the I never even really saw the movie. I just know the stereotypical like how he was portrayed in the movie. So he played an autistic man in the movie. And, I mean, very smart. But There's very, also, like, levels to it. Absolutely. It's a spectrum. And I always reason. said before, too, I was like, I think my mom is on the spectrum and has some sort of, like, social part in that truck that sounds like a quack, quacking duck. Why does it sound like that? that? It's like... It's like... <laughs> really quite interesting, and it really bothers Chi to be. But, um, yeah... But no, yeah, you've said that before, that you believe that your mom is, and I definitely believe that my mother is now, especially knowing that Ehlers-Danlos and all of its comorbidities often get passed down from the maternal side, particularly. That's interesting. So it's it, it's a genetic thing? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And so, but my mom's like, I don't have it, even though this woman, like, is constantly in pain, constantly dealing with a different issue in her body and her joints and all the things. I'm like, Mom, you literally are like textbook Ellers Danlos. She had flat feet too. She was the one with the party tricks that showed me that she could bend over and put her palms flat on the floor from standing position. And I'm like, oh, I can do it too. Like, I got it from her. So, hey, Zoms. And um, so, uh, I don't even know. Oh, but yeah, it is a spectrum. And... um, I think a lot of things, when I told Rosenberg, he said the very same thing. Like, he was like, oh, that does not surprise me at yes, all. Yes, <laughs> yes, exactly. And because I would say, oh, my God, I'm going to close that door because this is obnoxious. Um, Jesus Christ! Pause. Okay. I would say... No one can hear you. You have to sit back down. I'm coming. Here I am. Okay. I would say um, with Rosenberg, too, that he saw me up close and personal more than a lot of people because he saw me in a work environment instead of like a friend environment where I'm a little bit of a different personality. And so he would often see me at work events. And the internet can see me at work events and be like, oh, Marissa goes to clubs, Marissa goes to parties, and I post things but Marissa from it. doesn't like the club. Marissa doesn't like the party. And the content that I post from it when I'm smiling and rapping is like my little bubble of safe space. But if you are to observe me at any of those places, everyone always thought that I was miserable because I would sit there with a stone face and be in my phone. But I would really enjoy the environment most unless, you know, I didn't. But, um, you know, and then if anyone would make conversation with me at like an industry event or anything, I never knew how to get out of the conversation or even in the conversation, I wasn't the best conversationalist unless I was like super invested in it. (laughs) Pardon, Cheetah. Um, but so all that tracked for both of us too when um, when we learned of this. And he actually hit me the other day. He's like, "Have you ever watched Love on the Spectrum?" I think of you every time I watch it. And I was like, "No, I haven't." 
But that would also make sense why I've never really had like a deep, real relationship because I never, I, yeah. Anyway, I feel been, like you gotta know yourself, even before. just in, even just yeah. in general, like for anybody, it's mm-hmm. like there's so many unexplained like why am I me Joyce why am I such a weirdo like I you gotta kind of do a little bit of digging into and finding yourself before anything really even like friendships and oh everything and I think that's why um you know I had that awakening in April 2020 and I had a euphoric three months after that and I've discussed this at length too and it was like I saw another side of the world I, I felt a wholeness you that felt. I, had, I remember you yeah, just said that was I it. Felt you a just wholeness felt that I hadn't felt since before ten years old. I would say, you know, and um, I felt like I I rearrived back in the world, and I understood everything that ever happened to me and why it happened. And that's a lot. It was a lot, a lot of light to hold. In that's one a body. lot. Um, and then literally the day after my birthday that year, July twenty eighth, I fell into a depression that I'm like. And that's when you went to the hospital. No, that was I didn't go to the hospital to another year later. But okay. that was just I just felt sad for no reason. Summer twenty twenty, and I couldn't figure it out. And then it just went down and down and down to getting COVID, then the breast moving, and then the stomach issues, and it just never really came back up. But I think it was a realization of how much had actually happened to me in my life. I think in the, you know, those three months were exciting because it was such a big deal that all these things were coming together. Mm-hmm. But then I think the reality of everything that I learned kind of hit me in a different way. Like, wow, I've actually lived a pretty dark life that I just kind of put a Band-Aid over and I made a joke about every single thing that ever happened to me. And, um, you know, from trigger warning, like, you know, being raped for my first time into then becoming a hypersexual person and then being in these different spaces where I don't actually really know who I am, but I'm going to just make it work and figure it out. And then people are telling me who I am and being on a big podcast and just sharing this, you know, oversharing another trait of autism, you know, way oversharing. And, um, but you know, doing it innocently and doing it to make people laugh and then it coming back at me like, no, you're just a toxic hoe basically. And then internalizing some of that, but not, not, recognize you know it was just a ton of shit so I think these last two years have been a really 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 deep search unlearning who I was prior to the awakening and prior to any of this and I got stuck in a limbo because the world was closed and I think I was having a real deep autistic burnout because I had pushed myself all these years to be somebody that I actually wasn't that whole time. Mm-hmm. I think it was a huge portion of me, but I think it was the character of what I thought I was supposed to be or who I was supposed to be in this hip-hop space and all these different spaces. It's like opposite I, imposter syndrome. Yeah, exactly. Because I feel like there's like the imposter syndrome where it's like, I am in this space, but I don't deserve to be. And then it's like, well, maybe I didn't even want this in the yeah. first. I, I think identity is such a big thing and it's such a big topic to unpack and learn about yourself and I think like back to what we were saying about energy also it's like collectively the entire world was going through a fucking shit storm in 2020 Mm -hmm. so it's like we were all going through some shit and like exactly (laughs) and I think that that definitely like unleashed something for like everyone and was like kind of like a catalyst of all of these things to build up and spew out and purge and whatnot. We also had, you know, stillness for the first time in a lot of Too our much lives. stillness. 
so much dead quiet yes where you can only check in with yourself there's nothing else to do yeah that's hard it is and i think that's why a lot of people um have had some really tough times i was just talking with my girlfriend um yesterday and she's getting into this beautiful relationship and it's it's like everything's just kind of like at peace for her in this moment like career is kind of going how she wants it and the love life and just things are going right and i talking to her i'm like bro you know what like this is the first time in these last two years that I'm talking to a friend that's just, like, completely at peace. Like, mm-hmm. that's just happy. I'm like, everybody that I know, every single person mm-hmm. has gone through some shit these last two years. And even if career's going right, their love life's not going right. Or their kids, something's going on with the kids. Or, you know, just some shit is happening. No one has been in just a good space. And to hear that yesterday was like... It was such an eye-opener, like, oh, shit, we really all have been, like, struggling, but... No, we've gone through the fucking ringer. No, we have, and I and I really do believe that we're all, I mean, slowly, but we're all kind of coming out of it now, you know? There's, I mean, the world is still burning. It's burning down, but I think, um, you know... There's hope. There's hope, exactly, and I didn't have any hope up until recently, actually. I would say that... Um, I went to do a movie earlier this year, everybody, which was really exciting. My girlfriend, Tambi Banks, who is that bitch, Google her, please. Um, I actually interned for her in 2008 at MTV. Um, I didn't know her at the time. I interviewed for the position. And in the interview, she asked me who my favorite rapper was. And I was like, oh, no one knows her, but this girl, Nicki Minaj. And Tambi was like, bitch, that's my best friend. And I was like, bitch, what? And oh, so, you, you got brownie points for that <laughs> yeah. one. And so they went to um, the Fame High School together, LaGuardia. Oh, yeah. And so we bonded off of that. I, and I ended up getting the gig because my fucking PowerPoints were on point. I cannot make one to save my life anymore. I tried recently. But back then, my PowerPoints were the shit. Got the gig. Got fired within three weeks. I oh, my God. She fired before. you. No, she couldn't. It was the head of MTV fired me. Oh, because of the radio station? You put someone's name no, or something? No, the blog. A blog. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, I had yeah. gotten a weird email from a contest winner. And oh, I and then you like put them on blast. Me, yes, oh, yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. See, I be knowing. Yes. I know do. the thing. You fucking do, Joyce. <laughs> and so I, I, I know I've told that story on this show before, but I say that to say that was a small bout of irony because then I become a blogger you know, two years later, and that's where I find my success, and she finds me on Instagram within that time, and we reconnect, so we've stayed cool ever since then, then I moved to LA, and she moves to LA, I don't know who did it first, um, probably her, because she went to UCLA for film school, and um, then she became a fucking world-class director and writer, and so she was so cool, so fucking cool, bro, directing on Insecure, and Brooklyn Nine-Nine, and um, wrote almost all of the first season of Only Murders in the Building. If you looked, her name is on every opening credit in season one, holla. And so she hit me in the fall while I was starting to do some background gigs to start learning about how film works. So you can also catch me in the background of Yearly Departed season two on Amazon, Maggie on Hulu. I think it's episode, I don't know, but I'm in that one. Also some show called Chicken Girls, also a show that comes out on the 12th called This Fool. I'll be in the bowling alley scene. But anywho, so I started doing some background and Tembi hit me up and was like, um, I need, I'm doing this movie in New Jersey and um, I, I, Paramount will not pay for my assistant to come with me 
would, if you have a place to stay, would you like to be my assistant on this movie? And I was like, of course I have a place to stay. And of course I would like to be your assistant on this movie. And so we went to New Jersey. We did the movie. We did two months of pre-production. It was a very big movie, $35 million budget. Lots going on. Big names. Big names. Um, Cardi B was the star. And then two days before going to film, principal photography was to start Monday the 14th of March. On that Friday the 11th, I guess, 12th, 13th, yes, um, Cardi pulled out citing scheduling conflicts. So while we did finish the entire pre-production process, we did not get to make the movie, which was absolutely fucking devastating for all involved, as you can all imagine. There was a huge crew, and everyone was out of work and had turned down work, and so it was a really unfortunate situation. But, um, you know, hopefully they'll come back around. It's not in, it's not off forever. It, there is the conversation that it should come back around. We'll see. But I say all of that to say, upon returning to L.A., I had somehow shed the depression i think there was just a new is the word invigoration is that mm -hmm. an actual word i know invigorated is a word yeah, i think uh, invigoration yeah i'll go with that so i, I had that a pep in your step yes at one that had not been there for over a year and a half i mean when you're dealing with stomach issues literally every day it's impossible to feel anything and i'm talking like it wasn't like i had a stomach ache it was a bloat non-stop that never stopped 24 7 a gurgling Almost if you almost as if you have bubble guts, but you're actually not going to the bathroom 24-7. Like absolute fucking agony, bro. Like people I it's not easy to deal with it. So um I returned with a new sense of like, I'm gonna figure this the fuck out. I'm still dealing with the anxiety. It's really interesting too that I've been able to learn how to differentiate what is depression in my body and what is anxiety in my body. And so I definitely still have a ton of anxiety. But I have been able to shed the depression, so I'm really grateful for that. And um, so, yeah, I've been able to shed it for the last few months. And, I mean, I feel days where it's starting to kind of creep in, but I'm able to somehow mitigate it. And we start on a new film, Tembi and I, on Monday. So, woo, woo, woo. Yeah. And didn't that news just come in, like, the super? It just, like, yes. came in like a stork at the right time. Yes, it really freaking did. And um, it's really cool because I'm, we're – the pre-production is already done on this film. Mm. So, <clears throat> so you got to jump into the fun stuff. Yeah, we're picking up on the camera test, which was what was we did the last day of our filming in March. So we're literally picking Segwaying up directly right into where, where we you left need... off on the camera nice. test. Yeah. And, um, and it's here in L.A. Yes, it's here in L.A. So I get to work from my own home. And Cheetah, beat. Cheetah traveled with me, everybody. She went to Jersey. She saw where her mom was from. Right, Cheetah? Yep. <laughs> and... She saw snow for her very first time. Did she go in it? She was not interested. I tried to have her go out in it. She was not. She was like, bitch, what the fuck? Yeah. I'm from California. Exactly. Born and raised. <laughs> right, she to be my little cutie mom. She's like, I'm here for three months for a winter vacation, but then <laughs> get me back on the jet. <laughs> Seriously. And, and take my ass home. <laughs> and she could not fucking wait to be home, and she loved it the second she got back here. Um, but yeah, so... It's here, and I don't know how much I'm at liberty to say about the cast. Oh, no, I think they posted about the whole cast and crew on social media. So it stars Mike Epps, Sanaa Lathan, um, Sierra Capri, and Algie Smith. And I'm really excited to work with such a phenomenal cast and learn how things work and then take these these learnings to whatever the fuck else it is that I want to do in this world. Let's which I'm go. I'm still figuring out, but 
this feels right. I don't know. I mean, everything has felt right in the years that they were in. And so in this space that I'm in currently, nothing else really, like interviewing artists doesn't feel like I resonate with that currently. Um, I'm, o I'm open to like changes eventually, but I think right now exploring this world. Well, maybe it's like, you know, when you're interviewing other people, you're learning about them, but you need to learn about yourself. Yes. I think and it's like, is about maybe me. it's not about finding out what gets everyone else going. It's about mm -hmm. like, you know, because I feel like if you're not interested in the person, unless you're someone who just really likes talking to everybody and you're a sponge and you're I digging <laughs> and you're like Oprah with it, like just yeah. trying to uncover other people's traumas, I think that's what Oprah's really good at is that mm. she's like a therapist and maybe like you don't want to be someone's therapist right now. You need your own therapist and you need someone to ask you questions mm -hmm. maybe and get to the bottom of whatever. So it's not the right time now, but maybe in the future once you have have like I don't know a suitcase full of tricks you can get yeah. back into it or maybe not and you can decide you know that was a chapter and I've moved past that but who knows yeah I'm really open to see where life brings me right now I think I had a period in these last two years too that was very like you know I built this media career where is it what am I supposed to do with it but I don't really want to do it but I do want to do it I just want people to care that I did it but I don't want to keep doing you know it was a, it was a yeah. lot of mixed feelings about it and I think now I'm very settled in the, I'm very proud of what I've done so far. I did it all blindly, like, and I was able to achieve that much without even having um, an intention, really. I was just there having a good time, enjoying myself. It was all really pure and really, you know, raw, you know? And I, and I love that for me. I love that for young me. And I think adult me now that understands my limitations as far as my autism goes, and I'm still learning those limitations, and... Um, you know, I think this space I'm excited to explore. Film is something I thought of since a kid. I, that was my original day one dream, being an actress and working in movies and stuff. And I was, the fear of it always kept me from exploring it. Also, it just wasn't as easy as getting into music because now that I'm learning myself, music was a, um, special interest of mine and I could never just be a fan of somebody I had to be like a super fan and collect all the things and learn about their extended family members and all the things and that transferred over to you know when it was dip time to be a fan of Dipset then I used all of that and found them in Harlem and then found the connections from them to be a Hot 97 and then that grew into something else which grew into something else which grew into something else and so you know, autism got me all of those things, really, on, 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 a, on the low. And, um, but yeah, I think now is just the time to explore other things. And I love your thought process of that. Like, maybe in the future, it'll come back around. But you need to just, like, set intentions yeah. now. Mm -hmm. Do things with intention. Yeah. Do things with intention, but then also realize that you can always modify your plan and shift it, mm -hmm. too. I think it's, like, so crazy. Like, I've been in the process of looking for a new job. I feel like I'm always looking for a new job, <laughs> but I, life. you know, it's life, but I also feel like now, like I, I really do like have an idea of what I want to do where before I was like, I'm just going to get a job and learn everything. And that's been like a, like a, uh, a strength and a weakness because I feel like anything I do, I'm like, I'm just going to body it. And I don't even intend to body it. And that sounds really like I'm tooting no, my own horn, but it's like, uh, but then there's always been like a cap to that. It's like, okay, now I'm really good at 
like knowing how to put together a photo shoot, but like that's where it stops. And then it's like, no one wants to pay me any money. (laughs) But now, like, especially with finding a new job, I'm like, I really want to find somewhere that I can stay, that I can really like build a career for myself. Who knows for how long, but at least for like, like setting a good, like the intention is like, I know what I want to do and I know how much money I want to make. I know the lifestyle that I want to make. Um, Something else that I've been doing for like the last eight months is I work for a fine artist and she's like a really big deal, super, super poppin', has done huge, major, major collabs. And one of the questions that she always gets asked is, why are you an artist? And she's like, I didn't intend to be an artist. Like I was just putting one foot in front of the other. And then one day I woke up living the life that I want and I do everything on my own terms. And that's what being an artist is. Mm -hmm. And she's like, everyone tries to put me in a box of, oh, you should just be a painter. And she's like, I choreographed a ballet for the New York City Ballet. And I don't even know anything about choreographing, but that's art. And she's like done collabs with the North Face and Kendrick Lamar and Kelly Wurstler, interior design and Adidas, like all these random... She just dropped a card with Cash App, like all of these random things. But I think the idea of like, as an artist, it's just, I do whatever the fuck I want, whenever yes. I want. And yes. I'm like, okay, I don't think I'm an artist, but I definitely say like, I'm a creative person and I want to live, I want to do whatever the fuck I want, whenever exactly. I want. That's the life I see for myself too. And on your own terms yeah. and on your own time. Mm-hmm. I think that that's like a big thing too. And she was like, she does all these features and they're like, oh, like, where do you see yourself in this amount? She's like, I don't know. <laughs> like I just taking it day by day. That's how I feel. I have no fucking idea what to expect from life, but I love that. Yeah. Why? And especially because when you plan anyway, the universe is like, LOL. And if the intention is pure, like it doesn't like, you don't have to say like, I intend to dominate this sector in this amount of years. And it's like, but it's just like, I want to do what I love, Mm -hmm. whatever that is. And that's the intention. Or like, I want to work with people or I want to work with kids. I want to work with pets. I don't know. But if you like set that and like you make your intention or goal a little bit more broad like something is gonna fall into it mm-hmm. and you'll exactly. find it or it'll find you you don't even need to find it it'll, you don't it might come to, to you it. you will attract it and like i mean that was why so for my birthday this year i who did i go all out did I? oh yes she did and also i was not surprised there either mm-hmm. the intention you're for like that. the least surprising person <laughs> I love that, I guess. Except for this episode. Probably everyone's probably like very surprised by this. <laughs> but everything else, not surprising. Not surprising. I'm very uh, standard. For um, yourself, though. Exactly. I felt like you said, no, exactly. You're like the exact same way. Like you set the blueprint for yourself. And I think a lot of the people that are in your circle or like in your close friends, like we all know how you are and we kind of like allow me to be me yeah no exactly like and and then the people who don't are like not not the close ones (laughs) exactly and that's cool it's like you know who fucks with you and the people who fuck with you fuck with you and like i've never like oh my god marissa is so weird or blah like i'm just like oh that's just like how she is i'm a fucking weirdo too like joyce is just being joyce again no exactly (laughs) and i love that and i love like i don't know i feel like i have this like a wild streak inside me. I don't even know what it like a silly weirdo. 
But I also have, if you will, maybe. <laughs> but I'm also like, it can be very professional and like, la, 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 la. But at the end of the day, like, I really do like to have fun. And like, there's only like a certain, there's like a handful of people that can see that side of me. But then like, I'm like, oh, those are the people like I fuck with the most. Those people you feel free to be you. Yeah. With, you know, and I have a couple of close friends that y'all saw me with years ago that are just not around me at all anymore and and there's definitely no beef there's no bad blood but as I got to know who I really was and then looked at the shit that they've said to me over the years and the shit they would hang over my head particularly one really close friend where for example for a group trip that she was planning went out of her way to tell me like okay I told my sister like Get, get a cave for her, like, you know, so that you have, like, a, your little space away from everybody because I know how you get, like, knows how I am. I went on the trip. I did what I usually do, and I stayed to myself, and I was quiet and kind of weird because I don't do well in group trips with people I don't know. And we come home, and she's like, yeah, my friend said, like, damn, I knew Marissa was bad, but not that bad. And, like, she would always say things like that to me. And it's like, dude, what what can I do with this information? Like, you know yeah. who I am. Why even tell me this shit? Why yeah. not just tell them, yo, that's how she is, dog? Like, what, what do you want from me? And I realized it was a lot of that with her. And it was very frustrating because it, it would make me feel bad for being myself, yeah. you know? Yeah. And so um, we're not in that same place anymore. But again, nothing but love for these people. But it's, you know, these chapters of our lives have to be separate. Maybe in, in the future, will they'll come back around. Because maybe that person has growing to do as I do too, because I'm still learning. That's me. interesting though, because I will say I recently reconnected with my best friend from middle school, someone mm. I hadn't talked to for ten years. Damn. And it wasn't like was we, middle school ten years ago for you? No, more than. 10 oh, years. I was like, bro, come on. No, 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 no. <laughs> well, no, yeah, I hadn't talked to her since I was fourteen, and I'm twenty-five. Gross, bro. I mean, I guess 14 year in high school. The end of middle school. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. the beginning of high school. Someone I hadn't talked to since the beginning Wait, of high school. What year did you start? Was your first year of high school? 2013. No, 2012. <laughs> oh, my God. I think it's the year that you graduated from college. I think we've talked about it. No, that. I graduated college in 09, bitch. Oh, wow. <laughs> Anyways. But it's actually been really interesting. It was no bad blood. It was just like, um, she didn't have a Facebook. So, I don't yeah, know. We literally just, and she, didn't, she wasn't an Instagram person. So, yeah. we just stopped talking. But... Mm-hmm. It's been really interesting because obviously, like, I've changed a lot in, like, the 11, 10, 12 years. But she also, like, knew me, I feel like, before I experienced, like, so much life and, like, trauma. Yeah. And so, like, I ask her sometimes. I'm like, oh, like, what was I like? Or, like, because she has a – she knows me from maybe even, like, the purest state. Like, a middle schooler, like – the undeterred and, by the world. And so. when I was, like, actually, like, freaking, I've always been a little bit cray-cray, but, like, always got really good grades. So, like, I always had this double side where I am a psycho, but also, same, same, like, same. really <laughs> on point with it. And, like, reconnecting with her has been really fun because sometimes I'm, like, I don't know, like, if this, if, like, like, I don't know. Like, I feel like recently I feel very type A. And... I asked her, I'm like, have I always been type A or is this something like I developed because I felt forced to be responsible? Mm. And she's like, no, you've always been type A. And I'm like, oh, I was like, I thought it was like because I was I had to work so young. And like, she's like, no, you've always had anxiety if plans weren't going to work out. And like, you need to know, like, who's going to pick you up, like all these like certain things. And it's it's interesting to get that perspective because then also like my boyfriend knows me really well, but he only knows like 
the me this that version, I am now. Yeah. And it's, it, it, it's kind of cool. It's mm-hmm. like I have like personal historians yeah, to call really on. Awesome. Um, so yeah, you never know. You might reconnect down the line and who knows and maybe not but yeah that the door is open there's no beef it's just very much like this like you said this season of my life like I also have to be very very selfish and only do things that are like to my greatest good because of how rough I've had it and how much I need to relearn about myself and if I'm gonna give myself grace I need to be around other people that are gonna give me grace too and if they're not then I I can't I can't do it right now I just can't um but so I was saying all of that to say a thing that I wanted to explore more was crafting more and creating things. I've always, you know, had these big ideas and I, I would say when I had my awakening that I started doing those skits, the quarantine cinemas and stuff, things. I had all these kind of ideas as a kid that I kind of like always grew out of and I, you know, was in the space of I have to be cool and I can't be a dork and, you know, whatever. And so when I started feeling free to do me in 2020, I made some really cool things and then I got depressed and did nothing. So this year, turning 35 as a milestone, I was like, this requires, like, I want to be a big ass kid. And I wanted the theme of my birthday to be... Seven million things. Yeah. (laughs) Well, the main idea was, you know, childhood fantasy, never grow up, basically. And so Neverland, Hook specifically, was like the main like the main idea that started my idea and then I found this sick ass Airbnb with like all these alright y'all this Airbnb was fucking lit okay I'm gonna give a nerd perspective for a hot sack but it's like set the scene set the scene okay so you walk up to this beautiful oasis Mm -hmm. a retreat in the Hollywood Hills let me tell you you arrive and there's this really nice like walkway and then you're like being led into this airy magical awesome land of awesomeness but the house okay guys spanish colonial and there were so many levels to it that was like the coolest part and there were so many seating areas so many nooks and crannies a beautiful courtyard so you enter into this grand like to the left there's like this grand foyer that bar in the corner though and then there was like two living rooms in the living room with the with the bar in the corner so it's like so many different spaces but you're also all together which is cool um and then opened up to this courtyard which then led to like another kind of deck area with like a barbecue kind of patio situation with beautiful tiles i was gonna say the tiles the tiles were a creme de la creme and then you like go into this driveway where there was like a four car garage and then you head up these stairs and there's a beautiful pool and like cabana situation um it was amusing it was so beautiful and in the front of the house you didn't even see that part there was like some grass too and so i made that our yoga area in the morning but so my idea became from this like okay this house looks magical as hell that courtyard could totally be neverland for a couple years, I've been wanting to recreate the dinner from Hook. The, um, I feel like you still need to do that. I know we need to do that. <laughs> I wanted to recreate like the scene where the Lost Boys have the food fight and they have the imagination pie and all that shit. I think a food fight would actually be your worst nightmare. Oh no, I would never do that. <laughs> Absolutely. I also not. think that like if you actually got slimed, that would also be your worst nightmare. I actually did get slimed, and I actually was miserable. Yes, that is a fact confirmed. Did not like See? it at all. It was so gross. Um, 
Ew, I, bleh, I just remembered it how I felt. Oh my gosh, it was I so was slimy. also slimed. I've been slimed. At least it was just green applesauce, so it was, it wasn't like sticky, I guess. And then yeah, I what, put you in a shower right after. How do you feel about like kids these days, like make slime? Like, would that's you do fun. that? I like the squishy feeling. Okay, that, that sensory is good. But so okay, so the idea was recreate that, and then I was like, well, this house is so magical that I could make each area of the house um, inspired by different movies from my childhood. So it became that. The courtyard was Neverland, specifically from Hook. Then the pool area, I wanted to make like the Big Rock Candy Mountains, which is a We Sing video. A lot of people don't know it, but essentially it's the idea of like Willy Wonka, like things, candy grows from trees and stuff. And Cute. it's just a lot more colorful than Willy Wonka. Willy Wonka had a lot more like reds and blue hues, where Big Rock Candy Mountains has a lot of pinks and like pastel colors. I do a lot better with that palette. Autism! And, um,. So I made the pool like Big Rock Candy Mountain slash Candyland. Then the yoga area was supposed to be like We Sing in Silly Mill, another one of those videos. But I didn't do any of the de decorations. I only bought rainbow yoga mats. So that was as much Silly Mill as we got. And then um, what was another in inspiration? Oh, Juicy Juicy Island. That was the barbecue area. I have a love for like That area was probably my favorite. It, it was, was really, really cute. Shout out to Sandra because my homegirl Sandra was my co-creator and she decorated that whole spot. So that Juicy Juicy Island was like her child. So she did that. And um, then the inside, I wanted to make it like the Queen's Castle sky theme. Like, you know, oh, Super yeah. Mario Clouds. Is it Mario or Mario? Mario. Mario. Yeah, right? Yeah. Right. Okay, so Mario, they always have, you know, the cloud situation. So I got, like, a tablecloth with clouds, and I had, like, fake clouds with lights in them and stuff. And I just created this world, and there was a lot of um, a little DIY things that I did. So instead of having, like, candy grow on trees because it's the middle of summer and it's hot, I had fake flowers that I bought from the dollar store, and then I implanted these little things inside of them that you could put a J inside of. So I had joints growing out of flowers that were around the lane. That was, like, so cool. I know. And that I was, was really like, hit, a hit. A hit? A hit. What is he? Oh, a hit. Like, it was a, a successful thing. And it was actually a hit. Yeah. You can hit, you, you hit, hit it. The hit was a hit. Um, I was really proud of that one, and I had rainbow rolling papers for it. So it was, like, rainbow joints or whatever. That was now really you, cool. you ran. I did that shit. And then we also, everybody had colors assigned. It was teams of two. That was really fun, too. I will say I really liked doing the scavenger hunt. I think it was, like, it was perfect. It was really great. And, and I liked the powwow that we did together. To like, make, to, the to review it together. Yeah, yeah. That was really cool, too. They had tw about 24 hours. It was So I had the Airbnb for two days. I, w I had a handicap. I would have won. I know. You could have won. I would have. But your teammate didn't come, and then you got there late, and it was just levels of shit going against you. But you guys had some really solid submissions to the situation. Thank you. Yeah. They had to recreate the Wicked Witch, the Wicked Witch of the East's death. That was one of the uh, directives. and They were all so cute. Who came up with those? Me! All of them. Me! Yes. I'm really proud of Was it of still of fun for you even though you didn't get to like do it? Hell but yeah, it yeah. was fun because I wouldn't have wanted to do any of that shit. Yeah. I'd rather just review. It's also like all geared toward me. So yeah. I don't yeah, 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 yeah. everyone do things for me. And I think that we started this podcast off by saying you're not a nice <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm not a narcissist. I just love myself very deeply, and I love when other people love me too. <laughs> I think that 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 was so cool. It was like I the vibes were so good. Like, and I had bought I bought a lot of things for everyone. It was like my party, but like for no, y'all. No, so generous. It was so fun. They had welcome kits. There the welcome kits were stacked with goodies. Mm-hmm. Like this was the event of the summer, and I'm Stop. honored to Tell have more, though, got. I'm honored to have received a rose golden ticket. Thank you, thank you. I, I copied that language from the Willy Wonka ticket. It was so good. That, guys, everything from the invitation to yeah. the entrance to the activities. I think, I think to um, I wasn't there for both days, but it was kind of like a retreat vibe, and yeah. I that's amazing. I feel like that's all anyone wants to do. I mean, I, like it's like. You don't like going on vacation. I do not. Okay, let's preface that by saying Marissa doesn't like vacation. Mm-hmm. This was like a staycation. Exactly. And this is what you would have wanted. It was everything. If anyone could have thought of something better, I don't think that they could do it. Because no. you, like, this is very much your lane. You own it. It was like a vacation for your friends, but you didn't have to go anywhere. And you don't like <sighs> so groups, perfect. but you got to curate the group. My and favorite people. every detail about it was just what you wanted. <laughs> That's why I love birthdays. No one understands why I like birthdays so much. Yeah. I'm like, it's because you get to do exactly what you want, and you make everyone else do exactly but what you want. But in your case, the people actually do what you want. That is valid. Because I think that some people, has. I don't think I have, like, the, the force within me to, like, make everybody also as enthusiastic yeah for me well no i've had issues every year i think this year like in 2020 when i did the um the hotel party i mean it was the middle of covid too so it was a little that's when we did the beverly hills hotel and that year's theme was like 1950s movie star um it did not go as planned i mean everybody came but like people left they were supposed to sleep over there was like mixed energy it's because i wasn't there honestly we're not there right but so i learned that this year and i specifically curated who i had come based on like okay those energies did not mix well this yeah. and the third so i was very intentional this year and victoria and kiana both flew out for this birthday which i love that done before which was so fucking exciting to have all my besties with me and um Everyone, but see, like, I, I even paired you guys with the people I figured you would flourish with most on your teams of your colors or whatever. So it just worked out exactly like I imagined it. And I've already started planning 36. <laughs> and I can't wait. I just hope I have the budget for it. Because this year, I would say, well, that's, it's, I'm going to discuss money. But next year's idea, it's looking like a $15,000 idea or so, so I don't know. If we have sponsors. <laughs> yeah, we if do. you are an alcohol sponsor, <laughs> if you're a whatever, a, you own a venue space that's outdoor and colorful. Well, I want to rent it for like three days, though, so. Give it There's to us. If you own a golf course, if you have a huge Ooh, backyard, a come on. Course. Hit us up. Did I tell you what the idea for next year is? Yeah. Okay, so yeah, it needs like a big space, yeah. you know? If you own a water park. <laughs> <laughs> if you happen to be the owner of Hurricane Harbor, please step forward. <sighs> That's so, water parks like make my skin crawl. Whatever. So perhaps don't I, do that. But what know. if it was a water park, but instead there was no water? It would have to have fake grass everywhere. I don't like concrete. So then you, like, fill the pools with <laughs> grass. Well, I like a pool. I just don't like concrete and, like, whatever. Water, like, 
sitting in bodies of water that like everyone else yeah that's fucking disgusting all of you guys who are in the fucking dominican republic at these parties with like fucking like soap and shit y'all need to get tested for fucking monkeypox immediately right now vegas people for sure too they love like vegas is disgusting i would never go to a water park (laughs) i switched that up real quick i know (laughs) but that is how i feel yeah no not a fan of um, I think, like, in general, I think, like, everything is gross now. Same. Like, I just too much, in, like, don't touch me. I stay me. home every day. <laughs> I'm trying to be better, but uh, I just stay home and eat Sharkies every day of my life now. I really love Sharkies. It's just so good. It's really not that good, but... Wow. It's not bad, but it's not, like, it's like that good. <laughs> I've never it's had a ice, better guys. tortilla chip. No one in this world makes better tortilla chips than Sharkies. Guys, there's no a way. lot of people in this world that make a lot better tortilla chips. I haven't had them. I have not had them in any restaurant. Over here, we have a lot of authentic Mexican cuisine because we're clearly right there. Not yet have I tasted a better chip than Sharkies. All right, Do you have then. one you rank high? Yes, so. from this brand. It's called, I think, Princesa or Principita. They make them somewhere in Los Angeles, and you can only find them at, like, carnicerias or, like, your local grocer. Grocer. Um, delicious. Really, really good. And I'm these restaurants that you call authentic Mexican restaurants are not authentic Mexican there are restaurants. Authentic Mexican restaurants in Los Angeles, California. No, no, no. The ones that you are going to oh, are no, not no, authentic, no, authentic Mexican. Authentic. Well, Sharky's is not an authentic Mexican. <laughs> Casa Vega is not also not an. No, authentic Casa Vega is not really. And neither is like El Coyote. Oh my God, George, should I tell them that I? Oh yeah, can we please? It's so good. He's never gonna listen to this. It makes me. I'm like dying. It's like the only thing that's been keeping me going this week. <laughs> Honestly. Okay. Okay. So at my birthday, right, the owner of the Airbnb was on location to give us the tour and shit. And also, let me just preface this by saying I have never seen Marissa enthusiastic about talking to any stranger in my entire life that the entire situation, like, you, I, was I too nice to him? Was that, did I give him the wrong vibe? I was just trying I don't to think, get kicked out of the Airbnb. No, no, no. No, I, I understand nice. what you were doing. And I... Wanted to talk to him, too. He was just not interested in me. I was like, okay, then, granddad. I'm trying to learn about your house, too. But if you don't want me to ask you any questions, I'll fall back. I thought he was pretty He engaged with you. No? No, but I wanted him to, like, fall in love with me and tell me everything. And he Aww. was just telling you. I was like, okay, whatever. But Marissa's, like, so excited to talk to this 88-year-old man. I think he's 78. So all right, my math him is ten years back. <laughs> oh yes, oh because it's been in his family for fifty years. Yeah, okay. He's owned it, not him. His family. He's owned that space for fifty years. And he bought it when he was twenty-eight. 28. Okay, so he's seventy-eight years old, mm-hmm. and Marissa, you know, because it's at his house and he lives there and is there like while she's he setting lives up in the space above the pool, the pool. He has his own. He has his own domain, yeah. his own mini house. And so I knew that I was wildin' for the amount of decorations I was already bringing and the amount of people that I planned to have passed my reservation. And, and it was originally like six, right? Yeah, and I was going to have like 15 people. So when he gave me the opening tour, I was extremely nice and pleasant. I know how to like turn it on for people. Like that is a skill that I definitely have. So I was very, and also old people always love me because they always, literally every old person I've ever met always tells me I look like their niece, their daughter, their granddaughter, somebody that they know. So apparently I have a very familiar looking face. So I had that going for me with him or what I thought. 
it also disturbs me in hindsight because it's like you can't be nice to like any man because they think that you're fucking flirting with them. I fucking hate that shit. But anyway, so when we were checking out, <laughs> he was like, first of all, he was like, you know, you're a really wonderful person. Like you're a really nice person. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Also okay. backtrack for a second. It was yeah. really cute and very wholesome because Marissa was just trying to show him the party. It. I think it sprung from you were like, Hey, dude. Not dude. She didn't say dude. He has a name. Yeah. But she was like, hey, name. Hey, name. Would you like to take a shot with us or would you like to smoke, smoke a, a joint? With us, and he, he said, no, I'm going out to the club later and I, and I don't want to get shit faced beforehand. He didn't yeah. say he didn't want to get shit faced. He just said beforehand. Yes. And then he asked Marissa what she did what she does for a living, right. which led her to spring up with complete enthusiasm, lead him into the house, and show him All the books things. that she's written, and because she I made a little had a display thing. of yeah. that. Mm-hmm. And I think you're very passionate to show him all I the different details <laughs> of your party, yeah. and it was a very wholesome interaction. And then. With that, he told her about the house and the cool details about that. So it was a, it was a cute little connection. Yeah, I thought it was a very wholesome yes. old man, young person, like just a sweet Airbnb owner vibe, whatever, whatever. So then as I'm checking out, he's telling me how wonderful I am. And I'm still thinking it's just like this sweet old man telling this young person that she's such a sweet person. I'm like, thank you. And then he was like, do you have a boyfriend? And I still didn't know where it was going. Still didn't think anything of it. I was like, no. And then he's like, why not? And so then I thought he was about to hook me up with his son, who is of age. And I was like, "Um, I don't know why. And then he was like, would you like to go out for dinner sometime? And I was like, ah. And at this point... I already knew that I was leaving a ton of trash behind at the Airbnb and everything was fucked up. So Did I, you really? Yeah. Leave a ton? I didn't leave a ton, but I left things. That I mean, there was a lot. For it. Yeah, there was like a lot of decor, if you could tell just based on how I described what I was doing to the place. Like, okay, sure. like when I, like, there was like confetti. confetti there was like, the there was, there was like cellophane wrapped lanterns. Yeah. There were like little candies. lots of drink containers, lots of food, lots of of everything. There was a lot going on. And so I did not want to get dinged. So I'm like, yeah, we'll definitely go on a date. You got my number. Text me. Because I had texted him about taking the shot with us or whatever, which was also what I I had done that to avoid getting in trouble. Because if you get him partying with us, he's not going to kick out your party. You know, that was my whole thought. Oh, wow. Smart. And by the way, guys, I definitely saw him leave at 8 p.m. to go to the club that night. And I was like, y'all, he's leaving. He did not lie. Um, and so I was like, yeah, 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 go, 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 So then he actually texts me the next day to follow up and make a plan. And so I put it on my Finsta and I'm telling everybody like, oh my God, hilarious. Every single one of these bitches is like, bitch, go on the date, go on the date, go on the date, go on the date. And I'm like, I'm literally not built to tolerate people I don't like, which is why despite having messed with like, not even that I'm not built to tolerate it. I'm also built, not built to, like, get money at it. Because that's what everyone's thought. They're like, yo, you'll get a fucking sugar daddy, bitch. It's I was lit. like, get the house. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was like, at the very least, we'll have a place to swim when it's hot. <laughs> and so, categorically, I've never gotten a dime out of any of the very rich people I've been around. Because I don't even know how to go about doing that. I just know how to come for a good time and leave. Because I also 
realized in hindsight. Like, I don't even like any of those people either. They're just like literally a good time, and then is I it a good time though? No, it's just like, it's like, it, like it's what I thought. Yeah, was a good time. I think until it's the I idea because I think it. every time you actually talk to me about it, you're like, no, it was whack, yeah. and I'm like, wait, why do you keep doing <laughs> I it? I never knew. I never knew. I thought maybe next time would be more fun. So, I think it's always the story too. You let you live for a good story, I and I live for a good story, story too. Sometimes yeah. I do crazy shit just because I'm like, I want to see where this goes. It's exactly what I was thinking with this man, even though I was like not. It just repulsed me to even like the thought of like going out with someone that could be my absolute grandfather. Okay, but pause real quick because I was talking to my friend about this. I feel like this situation like the fact that he's a granddad mm-hmm. would make it easier than like a dad no a dad but, no younger. no no not age th- but just like i don't like 50 year old white men like so they have like 78 yeah because at least you have interesting stories to tell and like you have like been through shit like i feel like and i can I have more, like, compassion and, like, understanding where, like, a 50, 60, 60-year-old 60 dude, I would just be like, shut the fuck up. And, like, I don't have, I, don't I, like, only, I only have the kind of compassion reserved for a grandparent. And, like, I don't know if it's, like, disturbing, too, because I don't have any grandparents. And so, like, hmm. it almost feels like just a grandparent. Like, I don't, I don't know. And, by the way, guys, I'm not meaning, like, I would do anything with these people, but I'm just saying I could enjoy a meal with a 78-year-old versus, like, enjoying a meal with, like, a 55-year-old. I could not enjoy a meal with any of those people. I don't even enjoy meals with anyone. <laughs> I like to go alone well, to places. But well. so, um, everyone was like, yo, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. And I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to do it. If I don't get, Both like, the wall if I don't get offers of, like, millions of dollars at the dinner, I'm not doing it again. But it's literally, like, if I go to dinner and he's like, what would you like me to buy you right now? Then I'd be like, all right, cool. Here's a list of things I need to pay for at the moment. Let's get this going. But if that didn't happen, that was my plan. So we go out to dinner. He takes me to Casa Vega right here by my house. And in hindsight, I'm very upset because Blake Anderson, who I've talked about on this show, he's on the show Workaholics, and now he's on Woke, and he's funny as fuck from the Bay Area. Love him. He was there at the exact fucking, the next day, I didn't see it till the next day, and it said 17 hours ago, his story posted, and he had tagged Casa Vega, and I literally asked Siri, like, hey, Siri, what's 17 hours ago? And she was like, 8.04 p.m. And I was like, fuck, I was there at 8.04 p.m., and I had just arrived around that time. However, I could tell by the lighting in in Blake's (laughs) photo that he was sitting in the outdoor seating area, and I specifically skipped the outdoor part, even though I liked it, it looked very fun and, like, vibey. I chose to go inside. Because you don't want anyone to see yeah. you. Because you didn't want him to see you. It was okay. more dimly lit on the inside. Maybe it was um, past you setting yourself up for future exactly. you. Because you didn't want that to be the first Well, impression. no, Blake, he's he got a kid and he, a girl. Oh, I actually his know who. Fire. I know her. I, I know her. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Sam, right? Yeah, she's Sam. a DJ. Yeah, she's fucking fire. Yes. No, she's so cool. But when I first had a crush on him two years ago, I didn't know that she existed. And, and they I have a baby. Her. Yeah, they just had a baby. And mm-hmm. I've been like, I follow her too. And I follow her food journey. She's like introducing new foods to the baby every day. Very exciting stuff. But so, forward. So I go out to this date with this man. First of all, he is fascinating. But. Okay, wait, 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 wait. Yeah, can you talk about why he's fascinating? Well, I do want, I wanted okay. to first say, entering the restaurant, he grabbed my waist and I literally okay, almost no. threw up. Okay. And no. I, and they were. Ah! Oh, wait, 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 on the way there. Oh, wait, I he pulled up. Literal tears drenched, drenched my face. My face <laughs> was filled, filled, pouring. Because of his handicap sticker? Yes. 
and he had oh and he has a booster in his seat that he was putting in the back seat when I came outside because he didn't want me to see. Okay, wait. (laughs) Okay, let's start by saying that name is not a hideous man. Bro, he's 78, it doesn't matter. No, but he's he's not he wasn't like atrocious. Like it could be way worse, okay? (laughs) Old is old. I was telling my boyfriend about this. He was like, how Marissa going to clown on someone who can park anywhere? <laughs> and then he was like, he has access to the entire world. How are you going to hate on a man who has access to everything? Yeah, Marissa, how? How could I? I don't know. Shout out to him. Great person. You know what I'm saying? But like, I'm literally not built for this. So anyway, he grabs my waist walking in. Also, no. he bought me flowers, which was nice. That was nice. No, it's not nice because no one should ever buy Marissa flowers because she doesn't like them. <laughs> so then um, we go inside. We sit down. So he's telling me he used to go to swinging parties at the restaurant in the 70s. Like, Casa Vega's been around. and they Quesadilla would with the side of dick. <laughs> I did order a chicken quesadilla while there, too, actually. Gross! <laughs> Gross! And, um... So, you know, he's telling me that and how his first wife, you know, they had a kid and then he had an illegitimate child with a Jamaican woman for his second kid and then he wanted nothing to do with the kid. That's fucked up. Why would he tell you this? I don't know. Then the first wife convinced him to, like, be a father to the second kid. Oh, good. I like her. So then he was like, oh, cool. All right, cool. If you fuck with it, then I fuck with it. So then he, like, fought, like, was, like, around through the second kid's life and shit. And they're both, like, flourishing, both kids, like, doing, doing the damn thing. And, um... He was, like, a clothing designer back in the day. Oh, he did mention that. And that's how he bought the crib. And he, he, you know, he did all the Ferraris and all the crazy L.A. lifestyle shit. And now he's just, like, rich and, like, collects money from the Airbnb that he owns. And um, so he was really, you know, great. He's, he's dealing with sciatica issues. So he's going to... <laughs> okay, yeah, 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 yeah. So he was telling me how he's going to Mexico this weekend because he's going to see a doctor out there. And then he was like, you know, I'm also thinking of moving to Costa Rica. I want to go. I want to go scout a second home. And I was like, cool, 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 cool. And he's like, you know, my preferred method of contact is email. Let me get your email. I'm like, sure. You know, it's Marissa at lifeistremendous.com. He's like, cool. So he puts it in. And so then the next day, he emails me a long proposal titled "You and Me." Was the email title? You and me, all caps. It was all caps. The yeah. and was written out, not a plus sign. That's also if valid. Y'all need the details. Yes, and so <laughs> he offered to fly me to Mexico this weekend, pay for me to see the doctor too, if I needed to see the doctor. Did then, you need to see the doctor? I mean, I, I guess I, I don't think I want to see anyone that's not an EBS specialist, but sure. And then he also offered to take me to Costa Rica on the tenth. <laughs> And pay for all accommodations there, too. And I was like... See, I wouldn't do that. Yeah. I would have gone to the dinner. I wouldn't have gone to that Costa Rica all, all or Tijuana with the random 78-year-old white man. fuck not. So I didn't respond. I felt really bad. He's actually not white. He's, um... He's, uh... Cuban and something else. But he was like... He could still be white. Yeah, no, I just you mean, You could be like, white he's, and Cuban. He's, he's a white Cuban, for sure. Okay. <laughs> but he was, like, speaking, like, fluid Spanish in the restaurant. I was like, oh, shit, what? What are you? Okay. Because he looks like a white man, fully. Well, why don't um, you just tell him you're not interested? See, that's where, okay, so that's where my issue is, right? So now I, like, hardcore, like, was just trying to avoid awkward situations, and now I'm being a bad person because I haven't answered him yet. Hi, name. Yeah, I'm going to respond While to While I email. enjoyed our conversation, and I'm super 
whatever. You know what? Why don't you respond? I deleted the email, but I'm gonna pull it back up. You can just write it right now because yeah. it's. I'll not, just send it. You don't even have to know what I said. Yeah, it's not nice to like you know. No, it really isn't. Somebody. Especially he like, he's a nice. He wasn't not a nice guy. Yeah, and he I, was being respectful. I didn't want to like you know ghost him. But I also just didn't have the words to, like, exit a, a very awkward situation. So I've just left it alone for a few days. Um, but I now, Joyce is now responding to the email as we speak. She's typing things on my phone. And we're going to respond. Oh, then, because I didn't answer, he sent me a very aggressive text the following day. And he said, um, Marissa, I'm surprised that you haven't answered my email that doesn't seem like your personality, that you're ignoring me like this. Something, something. And then that pissed me off, so then I felt even more incentivized to not answer, because don't get aggressive with me. And that's where we're at right what now. What day did you go out to dinner? What day did we go out to dinner? On our conversation last week. Yeah. Oh my god. This week. It was this week. Oh, this week. Yeah, it was this week. I, it's today, if today's Friday, I believe that was Monday, if I'm not mistaken. So in conclusion, everyone, my career as a sugar baby is over. <laughs> I don't have it in me. No thank you, sir. Very wonderful talk, though. And the flowers do smell phenomenal. My bedroom smells great. They're in the vase in my room. So you're writing a lot there, are you? No, I'm just trying to think of what to say. It's oh like I have to really do this with care. <laughs> <laughs> he does deserve care. Why don't you just tell me what you're saying because I'm going to see okay. Hey, name. Sorry for the delay in my reply. That's all you have so far? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've been ruminating this email. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I want to say something like, while it was great to meet you and our conversation was lovely and you were more than respectful, our lifestyles are not compatible. That works for me. Like, how do you say that nicely? I think you can okay. say it just like that. Um, I had such a wonderful evening with you. I've had a wonderful evening earlier this week. Yeah. And really enjoyed our conversation. Comma, but upon further reflection, I don't think our lifestyles are compatible at this chapter. Mm -hmm. um, wishing you all the best and praying that the doctor <laughs> heals your sciatica. <laughs> All the best and wish and, and sending you prayers in your health journey, in your sciatica journey. <laughs> Super best, comma, Marissa. Also, everyone. Is that um, it? Yeah, that works for me. Actually, just do it MM. Oh, you can send it like that. That's fine. There we go. We sent okay, it. Okay, great. And we're off. And that chapter is closed. <laughs> and I'm not a ghoster anymore. I'm a good person. No, now. yeah, I think it's good. Like, I think if somebody approaches you, okay, and this is a total hypocritical from my past because <laughs> I think I used to make, like, that was like my brand was like being really mean to people that asked me out on dates. I don't mm -hmm. know why I would ever do that. I wouldn't do that now, not but kind. not kind. But he was kind. Yeah, he's he just was old. Kind. Yeah, very old. 
Um, I like the energy. Like he really planned out this this email and no, it was like know. he was like these are the dates or these dates, right. and we would get back at this time. And I thought I like a planner. I genuinely that's a man of my own heart. If he was like thirty years younger, what's seventy? And he owned this house and I could have and done. worked in fashion yeah. and Porsches and planned trips. Yeah. Okay, well if that if that's you, let us know. Yeah, but, like, also, I don't want someone with, like, that crazy of a lifestyle. So, I don't know. I'm, like, somewhere in between that. But um, I still am celibate from my, what you call it, awakening from 2020. So, it's now been two years. Does that mean no dick in the punani? Yes, girl. exactly <laughs> what that means. I've put my mouth on a couple. <laughs> <laughs> now, I was just asking for some clarification. <laughs> Um, but they've been the same people that I have talked about for years and fucking years. And so fucking it, like, doesn't years. even count. It doesn't. It's the same dicks. Like, I don't even know, especially the one, the one. Like, I don't even know how to get away from that dick, bro. Like, I try. I see And it works same, for, like, <laughs> seriously. <laughs> I try and it works for, like, a year and then I go right back to it. But I think this time I'm, like, really sticking to it for the most part. And, um, but yeah, I haven't put a P in my VG in two years plus. So shout out to that. Wait, you want to know something gross? No. I don't know. Okay. But okay. tell me anyway, go ahead. <laughs> Someone told me that the line, what she ordered fish filet, uh-huh. means getting eaten out. Why would that mean that? I don't know. But now I'm shook. Well, what's the what's the context of the line from... It's from Mercy, right? Or what? Uh, what you no, fish and oh, that's from, um, Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, you know that it was about vagina. But I didn't! Fish filet. Like, that's... Whatever! You he literally ordered a fish filet? She! I don't even remember the context of the lyrics. I just knew that it, it has to do with... I'm going to Google that. Y'all, I didn't know this. My innocence has been robbed continuously. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, that was 2011. You were still in high school, huh? No, I wasn't even in high school yet. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, I think I was. I think it was my first year of high school. It was my first year of high school, guys. I was relaxed. Um, okay, what she order? Fish filet, 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 filet. Donde esta the filet? What's Louis Maquilla? That was such a fun thing. Um, okay. Balsa Hardesha Cray, ain't it, Jay? What she order? Fish filet. Your whip's so cold, this old Whip's so cold, this old thing. I mean, there's really no context to it, but I always assumed it had a sexual reference. Nasty. But there really isn't, like, a before or after. Whatever, rap geniuses. Well, maybe they're not saying ate out what she ordered fish filet. Maybe they're saying, like, her vagina smelled. Ew. Why would she order it then? Well, he's not saying that she... He's saying that, like, damn, it smelled like you order a fish filet. Oh. Because you stink. Like, that's That's sad. I don't know. She should get some, um... Do not do any of those sprays and stuff. Suppositories. No, 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 oh, no. Okay. No, these suppositories are, like, amazing. I, I think the brand is called, like, Get Well or something like that. But they make these suppositories, and there's one called Flora Power, and it makes your poochet smell <laughs> very yummy. The, um, that bell in the background was Cheetah B saying hi to everyone. Right, Mommy? Hi! I thought Zoms was just outside, like, meditating, but he's actually smoking. smoking. That's what he does. You want to come say hi to the people? Oh, sorry. I kind of squeezed you. You want to say hello? Say hi. Chi-Chi on the beat. No, she's not interested in saying hello, but Chi-Chi says hi. hi. 
Why are you so close to my face, though? She's just smelling you. Just checking out the scene, the vibes, you know? Um, all right, so I feel like we, we covered... Uh, that was our annual update. Yeah, we're not keeping this going or anything. We just wanted to... Give me kisses. Give me kisses. I didn't, that, I didn't want you guys to give me kisses. But um, <laughs> I wanted to update you all on our journey thus far and... Stay tuned for more updates from Marissa, just not on this podcast. Yes, exactly. Or potentially, and who knows, maybe for some reason someone's going to call us and be like, hey. Maybe I'm- we do really need to get on TikTok, though. Because everyone tells me that I need to get on TikTok. No, like, sep- like we should just, like, get Separately with the times, like, because yeah. it's like. No, you would kill it on TikTok, for sure. No. Yeah, I understand why everyone's saying that, but, like. I don't like things that don't look good, and I think that everyone's TikToks are hideous. Mm. I hate the fonts. I hate, like, the te- – just, it just doesn't look nice. I know that that sounds so – and I don't – I just – I don't know. It, it's upsetting to me. I wish – like, I, I, ma- I like making reels on Instagram because, like, they're, like, aesthetically pleasing. Okay. So like do reels t- and then upload them to TikTok. Can you do that? Yeah, but it's, like, not the same. Like, TikTok, like, you just really got to – there's like a whole thing. You want to tick to the talk? Yeah, yeah. I don't like it because I'm I don't like want to do effort. I'm not going to do the fucking sounds just because they're viral sounds. Yeah, I actually stupid. fucking hate all I those sounds. You look dumb. And I don't want to watch anyone else's videos because I don't really like watching videos. Yeah. So it's just, yeah, no, so I just don't want to spend a whole, I don't know, I spent fucking 10 years learning Instagram, bro. I don't like change. I also don't want to do my makeup every day to like sit there. But see, that's the thing too, is like everybody like on TikTok like just does it. Like they just, it's like vlogging. But like I feel like people use TikTok like how I used to use Snapchat and like my Instagram stories. But in the last like two years, I would say like definitely since, maybe like in the last year, like I... I'm not camera shy, but I just, like, I'm not, like, as camera forward anymore. Well, my whole body changed. My face changed. Everything changed with, like, all these skin changes and stuff. Not significantly. Like, I still kind of look like me, but to a degree where I don't look like the person I just was two years ago. So I feel very uncomfortable on camera as well. So I just feel like, uh... It's not for me. Anyway, in conclusion, we may be back soon. What if someone, like, what if... Like, a really rich, like, network called us and was like, you guys have gold, do a show. I would definitely say yes to that. So, if someone... I think if we had the right intention, (laughs) I would be down. Yeah. But, who knows? Who knows? We'll see. Yeah, I don't know. We'll stick to once a year for now and see where it goes from there. Right, GDB? You can find Marissa. At Marissa Mendez on Instagram. And apparently, my TikTok is Life is Tremendous. And my Instagram is at Joyce Adams. And don't follow me on TikTok. Yeah, don't really follow me on TikTok quite yet either. I'm embarrassante because I tried to tell my friend yesterday. I was like, yo, I don't use TikTok. She's like, you probably use it a little bit. I'm like, I have a TikTok only to watch the fucking shit you send me. And we looked on my TikTok and looked at the 29 people I was following. And the number one, the first person was Taylor Swift. And I was like, oh my god, I'm going to die. I don't know. I was like, this is so embarrassing. I would never follow Taylor Swift. I don't know how this has happened. And I don't want this association. So don't follow me. because I follow 18 people apparently and I have 70 followers. And 968 likes. I follow all my friends, a baby, and Taylor Swift. Who the hell is Paige? And someone who cleans toilets and is really good at it. Oh, I follow this autistic girl named Paige. I follow. 
Oh my god, my mom is crazy. Um, I follow a lot of autistic people, actually. Derm Doctor. Oh my god, I follow Tay Beep Boop, who is my favorite DIY queen ever in life. Her home is fucking sick. And actually, have you heard of the Godfrey Hotel? It's in West Hollywood, and it opened up last summer, I believe. Mm -hmm. So Wait, is the Godfrey the one that took over the Jeffrey or no? I'm unsure, but she was staying there and they tried to do some hella shady fucking sex trafficking shit and she blasted them on her, her TikTok the other day and they're like responding but like totally glossing over certain shit she said and she found like hella other women like that have similar stories from that hotel. Hey, and so I suggest you guys check out Tay Beep Boop's TikTok to see what she's talking about and also never stay at the Godfrey Hotel because their response alone is shady enough to whether or not, you know, whatever went down in the way that, I mean, she has literal video of how it went down, but yeah. So thank you all for tuning in. I hope all of our listeners are doing really well. You guys are like our family and I love that you still check in with me on Instagram and stuff and um, I love you all. Same. Bye.